Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. My bad. <clears throat> Round two. Round two. Oh boy. A lot, lot. A lot, lot. What's happening? What's happening? All right, everybody's good? Yeah? Look good? Feel good? Sound good? Yeah? Okay, okay. Um. Mm-hmm. It's a lot today. I'd rather. Oh, Joe. I'm here. Okay, so we want to cover first. Where do we go first? What's up? Nice pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's get into the the sales. Let's get into the sales. Uh, WWE and Dr. Dre because once again I don't know what the fuck I be talking about but yet here we are yet here we are sales 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 oh what did I even send myself the link Thought I sent myself the link. Apparently not. Oh, okay, okay. There it is. There it is. Alright. That's the first story. And then let me find a Dr. Dre doctor. Ray Cells. Okay, let's shit. Move this way over. Okay. I mean, it's old. This is it's become a a broken record at this point for me. But you know, some of y'all care about it. I'm over it. I've been over this. I've been over it like I let it go like a year ago. Okay, Dr. Dre selling music assets to Universal Music and Shamrock. The combined deals estimated at around $200 million marks an acceleration of a run on hip hop asset. Let's see. Dr. Dre is selling a bundle of music income streams and some own music assets, a deal that was seeking $250 million when it came to market. According to sources, 
Those assets which generate almost 10 million in annual income are being acquired, apparently in two separate deals by Shamrock Holdings and Universal Music Group. Both deals are said to be close to completion and were shopped by Peter Paterno, main partner in King Holmes, Paterno and Soriano. Sources say the assets include mainly passive income streams, according to those sources, such as artist royalties from two of his solo albums and his share of NWA artist royalties, his producer royalties and the writer's share of his song catalog where he doesn't own the publishing. That's smart. That's smart, which may include the writer's share of songs on this, on his chronic album, which is published by Sony music publishing sources say that portion of the bundle comprises 75 to 90% of the packages revenue. and is most likely being acquired by Shamrock, which owns some of Taylor Swift master recordings, among other past acquisitions, the remaining 10 to 25% of income in the package is generated by owned assets and is probably being acquired by universal music group the latter doctor uh, the latter dre owned assets that are said to be headed by umg include the ownership of the master recording of his first solo album the chronic which is scheduled to revert from death row to dre in august of this year that's huge his share of an aftermath interscope joint venture with top dog label for kendrick lamar releases through that deal and maybe some publishing, though it's unclear exactly which portion of his song catalogs is included. The bundle of offered assets doesn't, however, include his ownership stake in the Aftermath label, which he co-owns with Universal Music Group's Interscope. Uh, the way the assets are being divided in the sales process fits with each buyer's strategic profile. Shamrock, as a financial player, is much more interested in income streams and hopefully incremental valuations down the line. UMG as an industry strategic player is more interested in owning music assets than in buying passive income streams controlled through ownership or administration by competitors. Plus ownership of Dr. Dre assets would give UMG the added bonus of enjoying a closer relationship with the rapper producer who along with his co-ownership in Aftermath has been on Interscope records for most of his solo career. Uh, sources suggest that the combined payments likely fell short, but will collectively bring in upwards of $200 million, which would imply a 20 times multiple, but not all of the pieces of the bundle individually carry that type of multiple. Some of the Dre's assets could be trading hands at a lower multiple. Okay. All right. Now let's get into the, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's all over the news, man. WWE barely been sold to, to the Saudis. Um, but even more so, let's Stephanie McMahon has, has stepped down. This is a mess. This is a mess. So let's go. Stephanie McMahon announced, announced her resignation as co-CEO of WWE on Tuesday evening. Less than one week after her father, Vince McMahon, came out of retirement and returned as chairman of the board. Stephanie uh, McMahon was also chairwoman of the publicly traded company before her father's return Friday. She shared co-CEO duties alongside Nick Khan, who is now the sole CEO of WWE. Her husband, uh, WWE Hall of Famer 
All Triple H Levesque remains firmly in place as the person driving WWE's weekly TV storylines, a position he rose to after Vince McMahon, who had been in charge of creative since 1982, initially stepped away from the company in July. So as long as Triple H is in charge of creative, I'm okay with whatever they do with the company. As long as they let Triple H do his thing. He is the reason for the resurgence in WWE. No one else. I mean, Stephanie, yeah, but Triple H is the reason why any renewed interest in, in WWE has taken place over the last four or five years. It's because of Triple H. Okay. With Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. Okay. WWE is is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. In a statement announced seeing his return on Thursday, Vince McMahon said the move was to, uh, was made to fully capitalize on WWE's upcoming media rights negotiations the wrestling company's network deals with USA and Fox for Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, respectively, expire next year. Uh, I'd like to express my full support for Stephanie's personal decision. I'll forever be grateful that she offered to step in during my absence, and I'm truly proud of the job she did co-leading. Stephanie has always been the ultimate ambassador for our company, and her decades of contrib- contributions have left an immeasurable impact on our brand. Vince McMahon added of Khan, Nick's business acumen and mastery of the media industry have helped catapult our business to record revenue and profitability. Together, we look forward to working with the board at this critical moment in time to review our strategic alternatives and maximize value for all WWE shareholders. Those strategic alternatives could lead to a sale of the company ahead of the media rights negotiations. Now, Let's look who sold to W. Sold to. So now they're saying they haven't been sold. We have conflicting stories. So I'm going to take TMZ's word. Company not sold to Saudi Arabia. I got to just get out of here. WWE has not been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. This according to sources familiar with the situation. TMZ Sports is told a deal has not been made between the two sides, despite widespread rumors saying otherwise. Uh, The report started to circulate Tuesday night, claiming Vince McMahon secured a massive payday for handing over the company reins to Saudi Arabia, which would take the WWE private once again. The speculation came just days after Vince McMahon brought himself back onto the board of directors. Hours before the reported Saudi Arabia deal, Vince's daughter Stephanie announced her departure. A sale to Saudi Arabia would certainly cause backlash with WWE fans, especially considering the country's history of human rights violations. Okay, so it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So we'll we'll stay tuned to this because you never know. Because you never know. 
Okay. Oh, two more. Well, one more breaking news. Ezra Miller reached a plea deal. One, let me, man, let me just say this. If the flash movie that comes out in June makes anything close to $800 million or more, Ezra ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. Let me pull that up real quick. And then let me pull this cringe. This cringe fest. This fucking Austin Holloman, dude. This is, oh my God. Come on, bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me, y'all. I'm downloading. I'm downloading. Okay, here we go. All right, Ezra Miller. Listen, I'm rooting for this thing to, to, to be... I'm rooting for the Flash because it's pretty much the last thing attached to Zack Snyder. And so many reshoots and so many scenes have been cut. They cut Henry Cavill's scene. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I just feel obliged to support this because it's the last thing we're going to have attached to Zack Snyder. Anything with... with you know what he was trying the story he was trying to tell um and then we have the aquaman next yeah later on this year i don't even care about aquaman 2 at this point but this right here is like the last hoorah i will go see this movie just because you know man all right so ezra miller reached a plea deal with prosecutors that will allow them to uh, him to avoid jail time okay um a document filed ahead of the January 13th, because he was supposed to go to court. Uh, he was supposed to go to court pretty soon, right? Um, stated that Miller will plead guilty to a single charge of unlawful trespass as part of the plea deal with prosecutors, both charges of burglary of an unoccupied dwelling and petty larceny will be dropped. Miller is set to be placed on probation for a year and a fine of $500. Now... No more talk of that grooming with that young lady that was following him around the country, uh, around the world. Remember, they were accusing him of grooming that that one young lady. That that all went that all went bye bye. That all went bye bye. So I'm going to go see this, just because it's the last part of Zack Snyder's vision, and uh, if like I said, if this thing makes anything close to 800 million which i can't see why not given all the the uh controversy around it and then like i said it being attached to uh the old you know the old snyder uh vision i can't see why this thing wouldn't make close to 800 million when it's done right okay so I'm rooting for the flash to do well because then it's going to have to force Zasloff and gun and Saffron to kind of take a step back, which it will. If this thing does well, it's going to make gun and Saffron hmm, be like, Hmm. And then the fans are going to be like, yeah, Hmm. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Now let's, let's uh, do some more cringe. Let's do some more cringe trash listen y'all gotta stop y'all gotta get talk to your boy your boy austin holloman someone come get this nigga come get your boy you know what your boy gonna get jammed up in, in brazil something's gonna happen to this kid because he's doing too much 
All right. And why do I say that? Because he's doing too much. Let's let's get let's get into this this nonsense. Okay, so this I'm saying if you meet a guy today, yes. let me look. Let's say you met me, um, like you just did, hmm. and uh, how soon would you kiss me, and how soon would you go back home with me? He asked this stranger, "Hey, if you met me, how soon would you kiss me? How how soon would you go back home?" Come on, man. Come on, man. Come get y'all, boy. Somebody gonna punch this dude in the mouth. Somebody gonna jump this dude and beat him and beat him in the head and throw him over, throw him in a ditch. He doing too much. He doing too much. Let's run it back. He's asking complete strangers these dumbass questions. Yeah, what part of the game is this? Ain't no part. Let's run it back again. Saying like, I mean, no, what you saying is like, uh, in the, within the same same. Time. Yeah. So, okay, so this, I'm saying if you meet a guy today, yes. let me look. Let's say you met me, um, like you just did, mm -hmm. and uh, how soon would you kiss me, and how soon would you go back home with me? Oh my God. I don't know. If, if I had time. If, if y'all, if you like him a lot and he likes you a lot. Do you feel a need to wait a day or two? Or do no, you, no. So you go the same day. Yes. That's all I need to know. Get your passport. No, bro. This is you're gonna get somebody jammed up. I look forward to the, to, the, to me making a video because he got his ass whooped in Brazil. I look forward to that. And you know what's gonna happen. I look forward to to me making a video about him getting his ass whooped in brazil it's coming y'all it's coming it's coming just a matter of time before he gets his, his head bust for doing dumbness trash okay okay now those are the, the like the side topics let's get to the real topics what i want to talk talk about tonight uh, let's see. What am I? I'm looking at my videos. What choices do I want to go first? Okay. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. Tragic. Tragic passing him and Gigi. Lamar Odom. Said Kobe came to him in a dream one, one night. Okay. This is deep, yo. Let's let Lamar Odom tell what happened. The only man that I look up to is Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll show you something. Get comfortable. I want to show you something. Okay. That's Kobe. On the neck right here? Yeah. Is that Kobe? Yes, sir. Came to me like in four dreams. The last dream, it was really, um, it was real vivid. He said something to me. I'm not, I'm never going to ever, ever forget. Like we were having a um, shooting contest. And Kobe was so good at shooting the ball because he can step into the ball with either foot, left or right. We get to the top of the key. He looked back at me. He said, hello. The afterlife ain't what people make it up to be. I was like, oh, shit. I woke up. I didn't, like, I didn't know how to take that. Like, what do you mean? He missed the girls. His mission is not done yet. Mm-hmm. Get it all in now. Right. Because you, know, you don't know what to expect, but 
That shit stuck with me. So like right now, I'm like, I'm in full throttle, 100 miles an hour. You show me where the work is at. Show me where I need to put my focus. That's how I'm on. Wow. <laughs> told him it ain't worth it. Told him it ain't worth it. <laughs> ain't worth it. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I don't see why Lamar would have to lie about this. Yeah, huge message. I don't see why Lamar would have to lie about this because you know Lamar ain't the type of rah rah dude and run out, and run around, and you know he's had his own personal demons to fight. Yeah, I'm gonna play it back. Matter of fact, let me. I'm not gonna let y'all wait. Let's play it back again. Come on. The only man that I look up to is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll show you something. Get comfortable. I want to show you something. Okay. That's Kobe. On the neck, right here? Yeah. Is that Kobe? Yes, sir. Came to me like in four dreams. The last dream, it was really, um, it was real vivid. He said something to me, I'm not, I'm never gonna ever, ever forget. Like we were having a um, shooting contest and Kobe was so good at shooting the ball because he can step into the ball with either foot, left or right. We get to the top of the key. He looked back at me. He said, hello. The afterlife ain't what people make it up to be. I was like, oh shit, I woke up. I didn't like, I didn't know how to take that. Like, what do you mean, he misses girls? His mission is not done yet. Mm -hmm. Get it all in now. Right. Cause you don't, you don't know what to expect, but that shit stuck with me. So like right now, I'm like, I'm in full throttle, 100 miles an hour, you show me where the work is at. Show me where I need to put my focus. That's how I'm on. That's deep. That's deep. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> hey, Kobe still hurts. That, that still hurts. Okay. Okay. The trash. Um, okay. All right. Um, and some more nonsensical news. Uh, Fredo Bang. Fredo Bang had a kid with some, with some lesbians. Fredo Bang had a kid with some lesbians. <laughs> Wait. Fredo Bang had some kids with some lesbians. He said... We all met in Miami and instantly vibe like best friends. It just, it's just something different about it. I started working out, eating healthier and just another side of life to this rap shit. Okay. Okay. Those are the two. Les <laughs> Those are the two lesbians. He said, I was able to bring life into the world with two women that were already the best mothers to their first son. And that I know for sure will be great mothers to Peyton also. It was the best decision I could have made. A win is a win. Okay. Somebody go get to our city because these men out here just. There it is. Okay. That's. Right. That's the baby. All right. So yeah, the new two couple, Annie and Seth. Excuse me. Annie and Seven. Annie and Seven. We'll take a look at their at their at their channel in a minute. Yes, lesbians need dick too. I agree. Let's get into it. 
they're not cute but i mean whatever not my cup of tea but okay let's go yes we are married we are happily married we've been married um since 2020 and it was one of the best decisions that i ever made was to get on one knee and propose i'm just gonna say that first and foremost yes one knee um however <laughs> as far as our relationship goes with uh frederick listen we have a great relationship. Um, it's a personal relationship, and that just is what it is. It is what it is. Once again, not my cup of tea. But, hey, <laughs> different strokes for different folks, right? So, I know there's a lot of confusion because we do have two kids, Parker Boy and moms. Peyton. Um, a lot of people have heard of the brand Parker by Peyton. We actually created it and named it after our kids and who we manifested before they came of course um but as far as Peyton goes I can confirm that Fredo Bang is the biological father of Peyton however he is not the biological father of Parker um whom my wife carried in 2021 and we had to try three times for Parker um which was just like the cr craziest thing um the first time I actually craziest. found out <laughs> It was, it's really hard. The first time I found out I had polycystic ovary syndrome when we went to the fertility specialist, I thought I was just going to be able to easily get pregnant. Um, in which that's when I started like documenting our whole entire journey of our IUI process, which is on our YouTube, uh, being the buffins because it was really hard. Like the first time was devastated when I found out I just couldn't easily get pregnant. Like I thought the second time was super devastating. Okay. Well, let's finish up her statement. So you had to do more hormones and more shots. Grateful to have my wife by my side every time. This is why you've seen her doing the shots for me. And, you know, you've seen it um, documented that she was, like, injecting the hormones because I didn't want to have to do all that type of stuff by myself. And the second time, I was devastated again. Didn't want to give up. So then we tried again one more time, and that's when we finally got our yes of Parker coming through IUI the last time. And that was before... Um, if it didn't happen, we were going to have to try IVF, which was an even more expensive process, more medicine, more different things to your body. So we were just praying that the IUI went through and what you did. And I can tell you for a fact that I, I, in vitro, 10 grand a pop. In vitro, easily 10 grand a pop. You know, and yeah, Jab going to be mad. <laughs> don't let Jab see this. Let's go. As far as the negative comments go, y'all, we don't feel any type of way about them. Um. People know us as positive influencers for a reason. We've worked on our mental for a very long time for things like this because life happens and people are going to be people. People are going to have good things to say. People are going to have bad things to say. You can't please everybody. That just is what it is. It is what it is. You can't please everybody. And that's why it's so important to live from the inside out versus the outside in. If you let the outside world predict how you feel about yourself, predict how you feel about others, predict what you do in your day-to-day -day life, and it'll tear you down every single day versus living from the inside out. Understanding that if you conquer yourself before you conquer the world, then nothing else that comes into your day will ever even matter. It'll always be about just about you, how you feel about yourself, and you move powerfully in that. So if it ain't about blessings, we well, can't even address it. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go look at their channel, shall we? Let's go look at their channel. <clears throat> I've never heard of these women. Annie and Darren. Two.
called being the buffin. Okay, that's what it's called being the buffins. Hold up, let me show y'all what we're looking at. Okay, this is them. This, I think that's them. This them? Yeah, that's them. Okay, so let's go there. 51,000. I figured they would have more considering this comment. I mean, this content, but. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let's look at, uh, let's. Now, let's do a day in a life. Let's look at this. Back at it again with the buffins. What's up, buffins? Hi, Papa. Say hi. Hi. Hi, buddy. Successful trip to Sam's Club. I love it here. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. Okay, it's not not too bad. But as you can see, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Like we got a one year old, we got four businesses, a baby that is literally just baking and brewing and baking and brewing and baking and brewing. Now wait, I thought it was old girl that had the baby, not the stud. I thought it was the dark skinned chick that had the baby, not the stud. I say the stud. S-T-U-D-D-D. Taking it with the D-I-C-K to the D-D-D. I thought the dark-skinned girl had the baby. But it was the stud the whole time. What? <laughs> Listen, this is a clown world we live in. Lord have mercy. This whole time, I thought the dark-skinned girl had the baby, not the bub. Dud, son. Oh, no. What are we doing? Oh, what are we doing? Black people, what are we doing? Black lesbians, what y'all out here doing? There's no reason why I would just beating him like that. But anyway, <laughs> we've been doing a lot. That's the baby that... Fredo gave them. Now I wonder what happens. I wonder if they have an agreement of how, how much he pays for support because the dangers of this is at any time they feel like it, they can come back on him and file child support at any moment, one year, five years, 10 years, 17 years. And he will owe all that back. Right. Anytime, any moment these heifers feel like, you know what? I, we don't want to work. We don't want to run businesses at any moment. They feel like, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? At any moment. Studs love Winky too. You know what? M. Night Slime. Slime. That's my, let's continue. But we wanted to make sure that we came on here, of course, and updated Buffins gang, plus took y'all through a day, plus some more videos coming soon. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure that you do that because you know that even when we don't be all the way consistent, we be consistent. It just don't be the way that we want to be, I think. Yeah. Anyways, what are we about to do today, baby? 
So today we have first stop chiropractor, second stop Facts. most important stop, second okay. stop swim class, third stop Parker's doing <laughs> Sam's Club. We are so Bruh. a lot of that. Like first I'm of all, cool. look at how many. I'm cool. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, no. This is not the way. This is not how the Mandalorians do. This is not the way. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, let's do this pregnancy update. Let's do that. Back at it again with the puppet. Hey, Guys, we'd like to get a little snack going. Uh, Alright, y'all not cute. I'm sorry. Back at it again with the puppets. What's up, puppets gang? I'm Parker. I'm Annie. I'm Seven. We are sitting in the trunk. This is the stool from yesterday. Needed to take it out the car. We're about to go to Parker's first swim lessons. Yeah, okay. Around. Okay, let's get to the pregnancy update. And some little fella from the food court. We just picked up. Do something. Baby mama's gonna be in Puerto Rico. I think I'm gonna be cute the whole entire time. <laughs> Annie has like the sexiest <laughs> outfits that she picked out to go to Puerto Rico. So now we're about to go to Parker's swim lessons. And then so much awaited goodness because you guys have been asking for question and answer with Annie about the pregnancy. Now, I kept telling everybody, like, you know, she'll share what she's comfortable, what she wants to, because Annie is more private than you guys think. I don't know if she's gonna speak on it, but. I just, uh, I just, okay, so, speaking on the topic we were speaking about the other day, I'm like, why I don't really post Parker a lot on my social media and everything else is because it's just like, it's my private thing that's for me. And although sometimes I do post him because I'd be wanting people to, hold on, because Parker, have a seat. <laughs> have a seat, you're at the salon, boy. Okay. I be Now, dumb question. We don't know who Parker's daddy is. And let me ask everybody in the chat. Does it even matter at this point? How well adjusted do you think this male child will grow up to be with two, while being raised by two women? How well adjusted do you believe this child will, will grow up to be being raised by two women with no apparent father figure influence masculine energy in its life? How well adjusted do you think, or does it even matter at this point, y'all? Does it even matter at this point? Dick said that boy life is over. Oh, oh. So it, so we still believe that it w it will matter, not well adjusted at all. That boy is screwed. Wow, Parker's going down a dark path. It's not even his choice. It, he was born born into this. Unfortunately, poor baby, insane, not adjusted at all. Okay, so y'all believe the majority of you guys believe this young male child being raised by two women. With no apparent father figure, masculine energy around him will not be well adjusted when he gets older. Lorville says, "Feel bad for the boy. It's a wrap for the womb." Wow. Okay. He's done. Cooked flambe. <laughs> fricassee. Toasted, roasted. I don't even think it is. Okay, Lamont says, "I don't even think it matters any longer." See, that's what I'm starting to think too now. Because the the shift away from manhood. And, and, um, this men period, everything's geared towards the, the, the feminine, you know? So once again, some of us are dinosaurs. When we die out, that's it. That's it. 
Let's see what else she has to say. I wanted people to get the smiles and the feel that I feel when they see his cute little face. But it's like I share so much. This is my baby. I don't want the replies. I don't want the questions. I don't want none of that. This is my little stink. I already got to share my other stink. I was busy here. What? I was going there trying to go to the post office and send something. I left it because of you. I was busy looking at you. Oh, my. this was what she was looking at. Whoa. That was random. I'm supposed to be taken to the post office. You forgot the whole I point you came here? You. you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> I just okay. want to say that whatever just happened with that man was just really hilarious. And I'm really glad that we were recording this video because he literally came past the car and was like, Oh, it's a salon. And whole time I didn't know he was trying to be like, Oh, it's a salon. Like, what? 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 All this going on. Just walk. But anyways, Seven had said something about me. Giving. Okay, let me say this. There's some men that are so thirsty. It doesn't matter what stage of pregnancy you're in. And you know what? I'm going to prove my point to y'all right now. I'm going to prove my point to y'all right now. To a lot of men, it does not matter. If you're pregnant or what stage of pregnancy you're in, I'm going to prove my point. Let me find my, let me find that picture real quick. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, come on. I just had it the other day. Oh, don't do this to me, yo. Downloads. Not downloads. Or Instagram. Are you kidding me? I can't find a, I just seen the picture the other day. I just had it in my phone. Grr. Oh man. Okay, wait. Maybe it might be screenshot. It might be screenshot. Boom, bitches. Boom. Found it. Now, I'm going to prove my point to what she just said, like how she's all creeped out. Listen, a lot of these dudes don't care. A lot of these dudes don't care. Okay? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Be quiet. Let me pull up my picture real quick. Now, first of all, once again, Twitter is a mess. Twitter is a mess. That's the first thing I must, I must give you a disclaimer. Twitter is a hellhole. All right. Twitter is a hellhole. Now, here we go. You ready? I'm going to prove to y'all. It doesn't matter. You know why you see this woman right here? This is Brazy. Kay Brazy. She's in Atlanta. Okay. Kay Brazy in Atlanta. This woman is a sex worker. And she recently got knocked up. And let me tell you, ever since she's been 
you know, showing her, her pregnancy off. Her engagements and DMs and her OnlyFans through the roof. You understand? When I tell you, when I tell you they don't care, when I tell you they don't care, you should go to go to her Twitter page. I think it's real brazy, real big, big K brazy. I forget, man, whatever. But the men, they were like, yo, I don't care if you're pregnant. Yo, I'll take care. They, they don't give, they don't care. They don't care if you pregnant. In fact, it drives them even more crazier. And I, I've been following her for a minute. Cause she, you know, she, I don't say she's slow. I think the drugs have kind of like, you know what I'm saying? has kind of starting to the drug of the drug use from, from years ago. Now don't get me wrong. She's doing her thing. She's in Atlanta. She drives this fucking, this, this, this yellow bins. She does her thing. You know what I'm saying? The bitch is popping. <laughs> the bitch is popping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay, okay. The bitch is popping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but let me tell you. <laughs> the dudes be on her. You understand? They be on her. Even more so now that she is pregnant. Niggas don't give a fuck. Okay? I <laughs> mean. Happen no. All right. That's Kay Brazy out of Atlanta. I fucked with her. She's cool. She's cool. She's a real cool chick. A little delayed, but she's cool. She's cool as shit, man. She's a hood chick and she's a sex worker. <sighs> okay. Twitter is a complete cesspool. Do you understand? Hear me when I tell you Twitter is a cesspool. All right. <laughs> Enough of the weird stuff. Let's get into some little serious. Uh, <clears throat> was it? Who is it? Oh, okay. 60 minutes did a, did a, uh, a story not too long ago on black cemeteries. All right, so we're gonna take a listen to what they what they say about black cemeteries. It's 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 a deep dive. It's a deep dive. So let's get into it, shall we? Boop, boop. Doo, doo, doo. Let's go. No one can say when human remains began surfacing in Clearwater, Florida. There was the pipeline crew that churned up bones in a trench. Later, remains of the dead were found at an elementary school a swimming pool, and an office building. It seemed like a curse for what had been done in the name of progress and greed in the old segregated South. The truth of what happened in the 40s and 50s was meant to stay buried, but in a neighborhood called Clearwater Heights, residents with long memories recognized a grave injustice. The story will continue in a moment. In the first half of the 20th century, Clearwater Heights was a black neighborhood, thriving, proud, and anchored by faith. Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, Bethany CME, and New Zion Missionary Baptist Church were all located on the Heights. 
And so is St. Matthew's Baptist, where we heard stories of childhood in the Heights, including those of Diane Stevens and Eleanor Breland. They had businesses, barbershops. Uh, there were hairdressers over there. There was a cab company. I don't have one cab, but it was still a cab company. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right there on Greenwood, they had different places where even Ray Charles performed there. Also, James Brown performed up there. But even the famous could not stay in a white Clearwater hotel or walk on the beach or swim in the bay. Segregation bound their lives and exiled even their memory to segregated graveyards. How many of you believe you have ancestors in one of these cemeteries? About half of you. The segregated cemeteries of Clearwater were sacred ground until the ground became valuable. In the 1950s, headlines announced that the city of Clearwater made a deal on moving a Negro. And I apologize for it being backwards, but, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get hit with content ID. So and 60 minutes is, and anything with CBS is pretty aggressive when it comes to their content as far as copyrights and stuff. So that's why it's backwards. So please forgive me. But I put a filter and put it, put it backwards. So that's why it's Clearwater makes new deal on moving Negro cemetery. Don't ask me how I'm able to read that. I'm just, I just am. Cemetery. Hundreds of African-American bodies were to be reburied to make way for a swimming pool. A department store was planned for the site of another black cemetery, where again, the bodies were to be moved. But O'Neill Larkin remembers, many years later, his first revelation that something was terribly wrong. It's not an imaginary thing that I've seen. It's what I've seen with my own eyes. Larkin, 82 years old, watched a construction crew in 1984 dig a trench through the site of a relocated black cemetery. But I remember um, the parking lot where the engineers, traffic engineer, was cutting the lines through and they cut through two coffins. That was my first knowledge of seeing it because I walked out there and I seen it myself. In 2019, the Tampa Bay Times reported many segregated cemeteries in Florida had been essentially paved. It was then that the modern city of Clearwater decided to exhume the truth. People deserve to be treated with respect. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Rebecca O'Sullivan and Aaron McKendry are... Now, I can almost guarantee these white women are liberal. One of them may be, one of them may be gay. <laughs> It's always the white women like, you know what? We're going to get to the bottom of the truth for these black people. I, I hate these tropes. Like, I hate these tropes. I'm, t I'm so tired of these tropes. I'm so tired of seeing a white folk come in and kind of like save the day or help rediscover old lost. I, I'm, I'm so tired of these tropes, but let's continue. Archaeologists for a company called Cardno. Cardno was hired by the city to map the desecration. These individuals were loved. They were family members. They were fathers and mothers, and they were interred with love. McKendry and O'Sullivan pushed ground-penetrating radar over a segregated cemetery where this office site stands today. This overlay shows part of their discovery. Holy Three shit. Now, I've, this is my first time watching this with y'all. I just put a filter and reversed it. So these are all the grave sites they... The, the, the machine picked up in this parking lot. Holy cow. So you can imagine all the psychic energy that's in this parking lot. I'm sure weird things have happened during construction of this parking lot. People have felt and seen things. I can, I can guarantee it. That's too much kinetic psychic energy to just to not be active. That's way too much. Wow. 128 likely graves 
many under the parking lot, perhaps a few under the building, and more there on the right beneath South Missouri Avenue. 550 graves are in the cemetery's record. McKendry and O'Sullivan found evidence of 11 having been moved in the 1950s. So there may be hundreds of bodies still at that site. It's possible. Not far away, the archaeologists probed another former cemetery. Where there's more of what looks like the intact like, graves. Here, in the 1950s, rather than integrate the white community pool, the city said it would move hundreds of bodies to build a black swimming pool and a black school. But the bodies weren't removed. But the bodies were not removed. Cardinal found the proof last year. It excavated just deep enough to confirm what ground-penetrating radar had suggested. It is the resting place. A prayer was said over the site. Then they planed the sand and sieved a century of time in search of grave markers or tributes. Inevitably, relics included human remains, teeth at the office building wow, site, the gold teeth. and bones at the school, which had closed in 2008 because it was obsolete. Are there grave sites underneath the school? All of the information and the data that we collected does indicate that there are additional burials likely below the footprint of that school building. I would be very surprised if they didn't find any bones when they were over there. O'Neill Larkin watched the excavation and imagined the groundbreaking at the school construction site in 1961. To dig the foundation to put this school upon, they had to hit some form of, of remains. It's likely some families could not afford a tombstone, but the archaeologists found graves were marked. Doesn't that look like one of those metal plaque things? This is a marker that would have been used initially after the burial if a stone was not ready to be placed. And in some cases, this is all that would have been used to mark the location of a burial. Aaron this McKendry showed us Cardinal's catalog of evidence. It's a mercury dime. It is a mercury dime. This dime, new and 42, was among many tributes left with the dead. We also found this brass wedding ring at approximately the same location and the same depth as the dime. 71. The tributes and disturbed human remains were carefully reburied exactly where they were found, pending a decision on what to do next. If you could speak to these people who were interred and then lost, what would you tell them? I hear you. I'm working. I want to recognize the contributions, the life you lived. I recognize and see your humanity. The cheapest land, the worst places. Anthropologist Antoinette Jackson leads the African American Burial Ground Project at the University of South Florida. She's building a database of desecrated cemeteries. Not just Clearwater, it's nationally. From New York all the way out toward Texas and all the way down to South Florida, where these cemeteries have been built over, uh, erased, marginalized, underfunded, and need support. In this is no different in Chicago. Me and Nick did the story. Um, the, the, uh, the morgue, the black morgue place was just cremating bodies and throwing them shits wherever. And the family's like, where's the body and where's the headstone? And they were just taking the money and just throwing out the, the ashes of, of the dead folk. It was black folk doing this shit too in Chicago. Let's this. I'm just saying, let's keep it a buck. Let's continue. To make, uh, make them whole and have this history known. This is not an isolated story, unfortunately. So far, Jackson has listed about 70 effaced black cemeteries nationwide. Underneath the current housing. Under housing, freeways, and the county-owned parking lot of Tropicana Field, home to baseball's Tampa Bay Rays. 
what we want to bring forward is the memory, the knowledge that these sites were there, these places, these cemeteries, these families were there, lived, died, worked, contributed to our country, to their communities, to our hometowns. Is there evidence of white cemeteries being lost, abandoned, forgotten in the way that these are? There are abandoned cemeteries across the board. There are cemeteries that are not only African-American cemeteries or black cemeteries that have been in some way desecrated. But the issue is more acute with black cemeteries because of issues like slavery, segregation, in which this particular community were legally and intentionally considered lesser than or marginalized by law. When a cemetery disappears, what is lost? Hmm. History. 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 Respect. A great deal of respect yeah. because you can no longer visit right. and bring closure to your own soul. A cemetery is supposed to be your final resting place. Honorable place. Final. In Clearwater, they're debating how to honor those entombed beneath the school, South Missouri Avenue, and the property of the Frank Crum Company, which bought its headquarters for its staffing business decades after the cemetery was erased. I'm sure that when they purchased that property, they didn't know that there were bodies there. Um, I'm sure they did. Um, land records, county office records, like, let's, let's stop that shit. You know, if you want to know what, what, where your, what was on your property before you, you can find that out. Let's not play this game, you know? And so would a check, would a check help the families? Like, hey, look, sorry, what happened? Here's, here's 10 grand. But would a check help? Because at this point you messing with, you know, dead bodies, it's, that's a spiritual thing. Now, money's not going to be able to cover that. I don't know what angry spirits those people have come across during their time in, in that parking lot and in that, in that but I know I can, all, I can almost guarantee in that building some weird things have happened to people in that building just off the spirits, you know, being that. Hey, that's another story. Let's go. Zebby Atkinson heads the Clearwater NAACP. What would you say to someone who might make the argument that disturbing Missouri Avenue disturbing the Frank Crum Corporation, disturbing the schools, way too much effort mm. at this point in time. I would say that that's not their call. They have no family buried there. Atkinson is helping lead the conversation of what to do now among descendants, businesses, and the city. All right, so that's not going to help. So obviously, yeah. Okay. I tried, y'all. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'll do. I'll do what? Um, I'll upload this thing to Patreon. Yeah. So what I'll do is just upload this video as, you know, by itself on Patreon. So y'all can watch it. So I'll do it tonight. Because obviously, like I said, CBS does not fuck around. Viacom does not fuck around with it, with his content, man. They're like, no. <laughs> So uh, putting a filter over that thing and reversing it does not help, does not matter. That content ID is, is, is strong, you know? So I, I, I will upload this thing to Patreon tonight for sure. So, mm, yeah, matter of fact, let me start the process now. While I got you guys here. Well, I got you guys here. Dun -dun -dun. 
recovery. Okay, hold on. So while that's uploading, and then once it's done upload, uploading, I'll, I'll shoot it straight over to Patreon. All right. Um, shit. That sucks. <laughs> CBS can't borrow shit. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. Um, what was the other topic I have for tonight? Delete all this stuff first. Okay. We'll get right into the missing 411. And with the missing 411, it's so much to cover. So we'll just do like maybe 20 to 30 minutes of that. And then we'll follow up tomorrow with the missing 411 because that's a rabbit hole that I believe most people are really not ready for. That's a serious rabbit hole. Trash. Harry. Okay, let me. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the. Uh... Let's go ahead and get into the missing 411. Okay. All right. And we're off. Okay, let's go. Or maybe it was a suicide. And any type of suicidal or mental health issues will vet those out and any type of criminal element, any type of evidence that there was a crime in conjunction with the disappearance, we'll vet that out. And then the last one is predation. Any type of animal predation at the scene, in the area, any type of thoughts that the search and rescue or law enforcement had that this person was maybe drug off and buried by a bear, cached by a bear, et cetera, it'll vet those out. So what we're left with is cases where canines, this is like the 99%, canines come to the scene, they can't find a scent, or they don't want to track. And that's a tough thing to determine from the handler. Sometimes they'll walk in a circle and they, they'll lay down. Sometimes they'll walk up the trail 15 feet and turn around and come back. But there's a lot of cases out there where the person is not found by canines. And that's, that's criteria number one. Number two is they bring in FLIR. And FLIR is forward-looking infrared radar in helicopters. They'll fly the area and they'll look for a heat signature from a body or from a live person. Or sometimes they'll even see a bear in the area moving through. And if there's no heat signature, there's no FLIR reading, that would be another, another big reading, another big point on our profile. And then boulder fields. A lot of times people go missing in or around a boulder field, or they are found in a boulder field. And I know that sounds odd, but the number of times this happens is phenomenal. Talking with Dave Politis about his new book, Missing 411, Off the Grid. Some very strange cases coming up in the next half hour. Uh, and we're talking about the profile points, how he separates uh, wheat from chaff 
as he uh, interprets the, the data that comes in from newspaper clippings and family histories and archives and, and sometimes public records. We'll be right back with more Dave Politis. Welcome back. So what are the criteria that Dave Politis uses uh, to include a case in one of his 411, missing 411 books? We're going down the list. Canines can't or won't track. Dave, pick up the story. Uh, there's also another one, and these things don't come out readily. If you study 100 cases, this is going to make a lot of sense. If you look at 5,000 cases, these things start to come out at you. Another one is is that the victims travel long distances or get to phenomenal heights, meaning, say, a two-year-old disappears, and the grids sit down by search and rescue professionals, and their books state that a two-year-old should be found 95% of the time in two miles or less from the point they were last seen. Well, I have a lot of cases where these kids are found 10, 9, 10 miles from where they were last seen in the middle of the woods. And it makes no sense. Or when they're found, they don't remember anything. That's another key point. A lot of times when the victims are found, they, they don't have a memory. Now, in the movie, we went to great details to show these phenomenal distances. In one case that Les Stroud tried to replicate was a 2-year-old boy disappeared at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, was found the next morning 9 miles away over two mountain ranges, and we ended up tracking him down and interviewed him. He's a man now, and uh, the story is really, really strange. And he says, I have no memory of anything. And so the phenomenal heights, you know, thousands of feet up into the mountains, a two-year-old disappears, and yet they're found up, uphill, way uphill. You have one case uh, in this book where a little girl is found on the opposite side of a really wide river. Um, right. Uh, she, she couldn't possibly it? have walked it or swam it. She was too young. Exactly. Uh, so the distances, the heights, weather changes in conjunction either with the disappearance or the search. And this can, this can be a lot of things, and you've got to kind of use some common sense with this. If at the time the person disappears, a thunderstorm starts, a windstorm starts, uh, a drastic weather change that affects the searchers. This happens a lot of times. And then as you're walking with a group of people, I've kind of coined this the point of separation. And if you're not thinking about it, it won't hit you right away. But there's a time when you're walking with this group and either you get tired or they pick up their pace or something happens and you get out of view. And that's the point that you disappear. And the group will say, they were just right there. I can't believe they got away. They were right here just a second ago. And then boom, they're gone. And when they bring the canines to that location, that's when they can't find a track or they walk in circles, they do this. Time of disappearance is usually late afternoon. And this, this next one, I only found this out after either talking to the victims or digging real deep and finding it in a coroner's report or deep in a law enforcement report, and that is, is that the victim had some type of disability or an illness that wasn't obvious to the people even who they were with, meaning that maybe they were a severe diabetic, maybe they had early Alzheimer's, maybe they were autistic. But it seems that this comes up more often than not, meaning that there's two ends of this intellectual spectrum that seem to be at play a lot meaning you have a lot of people at one end that have severe disabilities and some type of illness or injury that, that puts them in this one end. And then on the other end, you have these physicians, physicists, and things that disappear that are equally bizarre, yet fit the same criteria. Uh, and then in this book, I figured this out, and it hasn't happened a lot, and it probably hasn't happened a lot because people don't talk about it, but there's a, an instance where a guy disappeared, and he happened to have a compass with him. And he talked to the law enforcement people, and he said, you know, it was weird. Was part of the reason I got lost, I think, is my compass was malfunctioning the entire time I was out. And I wonder if that is something maybe inherent, inherently wrong with the equipment he had, or was there something in the environment that was affecting his equipment? Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. Um, that pops up in UFO cases. I don't want to get too far down that road, but um, that pops up in UFO cases, uh, the crop circles. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a weird one. 
You mentioned about medical professionals. We're going to get into that more in the specific cases, but I don't remember that popping up in, in the other in the other books that where you isolate that, or am I wrong? No, and in fact, it was this book that I, I first heard about it, and I, I don't know how many times people are even carrying compasses these days, but, you know, we have these GPS devices and, you know, with phones and things that you can pull up trail maps on, so I'm not sure if it's happening more and people are talking about it. Hey, they survived. You found me. Great. And that's the end of it. They don't want to say anything. It's something I'm trying to keep my eye on more and more. I throw it out there because a lot of times when I'm on these shows, I'll say something, and then I'll get some emails coming later on, and they'll say, you know, I was in the woods one time, and my compass started doing circles on me, and I couldn't figure out why. Um, there's a boulder and a granite uh, that plays a role that it's hard to figure out. And I can imagine when you t- start telling the story of somebody, these boulders, uh, it's somehow related to the disappearances that uh, they arch their eyebrows at you. Right. And when I talk about granite and boulders, when I started this, I didn't realize that there's a lot of things in boulders and granite that, you know, maybe the common public doesn't even know about. But as I started this process of understanding where these cases were at, I took out a giant map of the U.S., and I I just started to put pins in the map of where these people disappeared. And after a while, certain areas started to grow very large. And the largest cluster of disappearances fitting this profile anywhere in the world is Yosemite National Park. Now, what does Yosemite have that other places don't have? Probably one of the largest clusters of granite anywhere in the world. And the disappearances in Yosemite, I'm sure the thousands of people out there are thinking, oh, you know, somebody went into the woods, and they were on a long hike, and they just got lost. They fell off a cliff and died. Nobody found them. Well, the reality is is that there's a lot of these cases of super smart people who went into the park, dropped their stuff in a hotel room, and asked somebody, hey, you know, can we go here or there? And they give them directions to a location. They're on foot. They don't have a backpack. They don't have hiking shoes on. And they disappear. And this has happened more times than I probably told you about in these shows. But Yosemite, for some reason, has a lot of these very, very strange disappearances. Many times the people are never found. Now, Yosemite also has this unusual uh, activity with it in that the National Park Service, if I name a name and a location where somebody disappeared, and I have somebody else request the report, the Park Service will give it up. Now, in Yosemite, if somebody names a name and asks for a report, they will never give it up if that person's missing. And it's only to that one park that they won't give up any reports. There's one case I've talked about every time I'm on the show, a girl disappeared named Stacy Harris case is 30 years old now or more and they will not release any details about the case about six months ago they released this well they they said oh we're releasing case files they never released the case file they released some pictures some articles about her they will never release the incident report even though it's classified as a missing person report every missing person report i've requested out of yosemite has been denied it's ridiculous i don't i don't get it don't they want the public's help with this stuff get the word out um, let's talk about this book, Broad Strokes, uh, how many cases, how it breaks down. There, I mean, it's not, you know, you started with U.S. national parks and national forests. It's much, much broader, of course, now. Yeah, initially, I was looking at just the U.S. and Canada because that's where the information could easily be gleaned from. Over time, and as people realize that this is an international issue, I started to get more cases from overseas. Last year, I took a trip to Australia. I spent two weeks there, and it was a book tour. But in between that, I went out and I met a family that lived, that was actually a U.S. family, uh, Patrick and Elizabeth, Liz. And they helped us, and they took us around, and they showed us a series of disappearances that we were interested in near Laura, L-E-U-R-A. And it was directly adjacent to national parks. The profiles of these people that disappeared in that area were a direct hit to what we're talking about in the U.S. Now, it's the U.S., Canada, 
the UK, Australia, and New Zealand would be the top places in the world right now where there are disappearances that match what we're talking about here. Now, I can almost guarantee for a fact there's other places in the world that match these disappearances as well. But for me, getting the information and getting reports out of these areas is difficult. Now, well, going and, there and doing it may be a, a probability, but as you know, that's super expensive to do. And the language barrier. I mean, you're talking about places where uh, English is uh, spoken mostly. Oh, the yeah. cases that you yeah. have, yeah. And, and in fact, when we went to Australia and we uh, visited some firehouses where people played a part in the search, we talked to other people that knew these victims. And when you start to get down to the nitty-gritty, I mean, in one case, this woman disappeared. And in the press, they said that she had early case of Alzheimer's, early onset, and she had the first early symptoms. Then when we talked to friends of hers, they said, that was a complete lie. I don't know why they put that in there. And that has happened many times in the U.S. on cases I've investigated as well. They say there's Alzheimer's early onset, and it's a complete lie. And it might be to try to explain away to the public why this is happening. But in reality, it's not happening for that reason. You have some cases from New Zealand that are mentioned in this book as well. And I, I don't want to jump too much out of order here, but toward the back of the book. And um, did you dig into those while you're on that same trip, or did these come to you some other way? It came to me some other way. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of rationale in those cases in New Zealand that, if you ever get there, they have big mountains like we have in the United States, say in the Sierras or in the Rockies, and they have a lot of area above timberline where there's, n there's no big trees. And there's some disappearances there that mimic disappearances here in that a person's above timberline and there's no place to hide, and they're last seen walking through this area, and of course it's mostly all rocky, bouldery area, and they disappear and they're never found, and their backpack's never found, and their coat's never found, and nothing's ever found. And in normal disappearances, people will start shedding things. You're carrying a backpack, and you're, you know, you're on your last leg. You're going to start getting rid of things. And it's not a wise thing to do. It's probably best just to stay in one place, huddle up on a knoll top or a ridge top, and wait for help and wait for aircraft to come and find you. But that's not how a lot of people do things when you're starting to you know, have that food, water, etc. But these disappearances in New Zealand mimic the disappearances in the States and in Canada almost identical. And... One of the things I talked about when I talked at the search and rescue conference was that in the books, the search and rescue books that are given to these volunteers and professionals that go out and look for these people, there's a 95th percentile. And they'll say, well, 95% of the time a person will be found in this area. But it doesn't address the other 5% of the times. And are we searching for 95% success or are we searching for 100% success? And I can't tell you the number of times searchers have said, you know, Dave, we've always thought about that, but we never want to talk about it. And then when they read the books and they realize, wow, these are just facts that he's put together. There's no opinions in here. There's no stating that there's a big monster out there taking people. What I'm saying is, is that these are facts that people all need to be aware of. And many search and rescue people have now stated, you know, Dave, we all know this is going on. We just don't want to talk about it. You finally put it in print. Well, uh, you referenced that, uh, that 2012 uh, presentation you made to that annual conference of search and rescue professionals. And and I guess uh, it was mixed reviews in the sense that you told them some things that were uncomfortable for many of them there. And then afterward, privately, some of them told you that kind of stuff, that, uh, that they are interested in this, but it's, it doesn't seem to be something they want to speak about openly. Well, during my presentation, I, I kind of took a breath, and this guy in the back row stands up, and he goes, well, I'm an Alaska State Trooper. And he goes, I'm going to tell you, Dave, that you're the first person who's ever wanted to talk about this kind of stuff. He says, we face this all the time in our searches. And anyone in here who's done a lot of searches realizes this happens all the time. And he goes, I don't know why we're talking about it more. And then his friend is with him. as another Alaska State Trooper stands up and says, he's 100% right. Well, you know, and then I start talking about the 95th percentile. And 
a lot of people, you are 100% right, George, are very uncomfortable talking about the topic because it's hard to argue the facts that are laid out. Well, I guess they might feel guilty realizing that they've just done the 95%. It didn't go literally the extra mile. And that's that's always a a million-dollar question. Did they miss something within that two-mile radius, or did the person go outside that radius? Well, one of the other vetting points, profile points that I include that I talk about in my books is there have been hundreds of times where a deceased victim has been found inside that primary search perimeter, that two-mile radius, and they stumble onto it. There's a quote uh, from the New Zealand case that you uh, profiled, uh, Ray Cassidy, a guy who disappeared in 2001, an extremely fit 73-year-old who was hiking with a group on Mount Grey in New Zealand, and uh, one of the searchers was quoted in Wilderness Magazine of New Zealand saying, this guy was uh, seen one minute, gone the next. He completely vanished off the face of the earth. I've been involved with SAR for 50 years, and every now and then one of these cases pops up when you're completely baffled because there's no logical explanation for it. And then uh, one of the searchers is quoted as saying, it was just as though someone had come down from up above and zapped him into a flying saucer. The Coast Mobile app is now available for... Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, this is a lengthy, lengthy breakdown. So I'll just, over every couple of days, every other day, we'll just, you know, get into it. So I'm going to leave this here. Um, one more thing and I'm gonna get out of here. Jeff Beck, one of the guitar gods has made his transition today. I was just legit watching a video of him yesterday on Instagram with him and, um, fuck. It was him and I forget. And he was up there just shredding as he always as he always was. And now he has passed on. Yo, this man was, you know, one of the axe gods, you know? Uh, let's go. Oh, what happened? Um, often regarded as among the greatest of all time has died. According to a statement posted on a social media account, he was 78 on behalf of his family. It is with deep and profound sadness that we share the news of Jeff Beck's passing. After suddenly contracting bacterial meningitis, he peacefully passed away yesterday. His family asked for privacy <clears throat> asked for privacy while they processed this tremendous loss. Um, Beck rose to fame in the 60s when he replaced Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds. He left a year later to start his own group, the Jeff Beck Group featuring Rod Stewart and Ron Wood. Uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 92 as part of the Yardbirds and again in 2009 as a solo artist, an eight-time Grammy winner. This is what, this right here, okay, it was an old video. Yeah, it was this I, I seen on, on IG the other day. Okay, now that makes sense. All right, eight-time Grammy winner. Beck earned his first in 90, 1985 for Best Rock Instrumental Performance for Escape. Went on to win five more times in that category. Last year, Beck toured with Johnny Depp after the pair recorded a cover album together titled 18. Uh, some of Beck's uh, most well-regarded songs include Heart Full of Soul, uh, I Ain't Superstitious, uh, Truth and Freeway Jam from his second album, Blow by Blow, in 1975. In reaction to Beck's death, Stewart wrote on Twitter that Beck was one of the few guitarists that when playing live would actually listen to me sing and respond, Jeff, you were the greatest, my man. Another one of Beck's former bandmates would also honored his memory on Wednesday, writing on Twitter that he was going to dearly miss him. 
I uh, want to thank him for all our, of our early days together in Jeff Beck Group, Conquering America. Musically, we were breaking all the rules. It was fantastic, groundbreaking rock and roll. Kiss bassist and co-frontman Gene Simmons called Beck's passing heartbreaking. Uh, no one played guitar like Jeff Simmons wrote. Please get a hold of the first two Jeff Beck Group albums and behold greatness, R.I.P. Originally from England, Beck is survived by his wife, Sandra. Okay. Man, everybody's getting up out of here. No? Oh, and then one more thing. Uh, William James Tyler. If y'all remember him from Everybody Hates Chris. Won a Golden Globe yesterday for Best Supporting Actor. Let's go to Twitter and give him his flowers. Let's go to Twitter and give him his flowers. William. William. Taylor. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Jane. Okay. Yeah, you want a Golden Globe last night? Um... But the one I wanted to see the video of him and Eddie Murphy. I thought that was very sweet. Oh shoot. Eddie Murphy. Taylor or Tyler? Taylor. Okay, never mind. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Let me go on my Twitter. Twitter. What's this young man's name? William. Tyler James. Yeah, that's right. I got it right. Tyler James. Okay, yeah, that got it right. I got it right. I got it right. Taylor, I got Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Okay. Yeah, he plays in Abbott Elementary. I've seen a, a couple episodes of it. And uh, yeah, that, that was him. That's him then. And that's him now. Um, yeah, Abbott Elementary. It's it's different. Like I said, I've seen a couple episodes of it. You know, I'm getting my working my way slowly back into it. Eddie, Eddie. And then also, uh, yeah, Eddie got one as well, too. Um, okay, now. 
a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. Okay, so they gave him the Cecil DeMille Award. That was his award for him, okay. It's a blueprint. And I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do. These three things. Pay your taxes. <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> and keep Will Smith's wife's name. Mouth! <laughs> I want to let you know. Eddie is a fool. He still has it. He still has it. But I want to see him with a... Uh... Tyler James, man, because that was a, that was a nice little find it. I'm gonna find it, y'all. Hold up. And my crew, I love y'all. It's an honor to work with you every day. Um, to Quinta Brunson. Yeah. Um, wow, uh, Randall Einhorn, um, Patrick Schumacher, um, all of our producers, um, my agents, um, Jen Craig, Gabrielle Catchman, everybody at Gersh, my lawyer, uh, Dan Fox, my publicists, um, Craig Banke and Kevin McLaughlin, um, and to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, I truly, truly appreciate this. Um, and I, I, I pray that this is a win. Um, for Gregory Eddy, and for his story, and for stories like his, um, that we may understand that his story is just as important as all of the- That's a beautiful woman right there. The other stories, um, first and foremost. Okay, that's awesome. Why I can't find that shit now. All over it yesterday, last night. Okay, here we go. This was sweet. Together, together. If anyone's been on the red carpet, it's pandemonium. You have 50 people shouting 50 different instructions to you. But that that's that was good to see them. I like seeing that. The old embracing the young. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing this. No hate. You know? Eddie ain't gotta cock block nobody. You know? Ah, uh, but 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 let's play a game real quick. Do you see the green lines? Can you see? The green lines. Can you see the green lines? <laughs> Can you see the green lines? Yes or no? Jay Jermaine just got here after listening to my Whitney and sipping lovely. <laughs> Can you see the green lines? I'll leave it. I'll leave it there for you. All right. Yeah, this is what he was wearing. I'm. I'm not with this, y'all. I'm not, what the fuck is that? What is he wearing? Yeah, yes, right, that's right, green lines. You can see the green lines. Okay, cool. What is my man's wearing, though? What is he wearing? Like, seriously. What is this? What is that? What is that? What is he wearing? Bruh. 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 Looks like a disco outfit. Yeah, he could pass for Eddie, one of Eddie, Eddie's, uh, Love children. 
What is he wearing? What is he wearing? He <laughs> dressed up for choir. What is that? What is what is that? Velvet? <laughs> what is that's beautiful. What is that? Velvet? <laughs> it's kind of fly. If this if we're going to Studio 54 1980, yeah. If we were all gonna go meet up at Studio 54 to go do some coke and have have orgies and stuff, yes, this is the outfit to wear. But guess what? We're not gonna go do coke. Not gonna have any orgies. We're not going to Studio Fifty Four. This is not nineteen eighty. This is not nineteen eighty. Sorry, two disco, and I've been drinking. <laughs> Tavar said it's kind of fly. <sighs> okay, Tavares. You know what? If you don't show up at the next Manosphere meeting wearing that, I'm calling Cap. Who am I? Says that shit player. No, it is not. None of y'all will be caught dead in this outfit. Stop playing with me. None of y'all will be caught dead in this outfit. Stop playing with me. Y'all better stop this nonsense. All that is happening after. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Coke and the orgies at after party. Yes. You know? Nah, this ain't this. I'm happy for one, but this is this is not it. No. Maybe my fat my sense of fashion is outdated. This ain't it. Michael B. Jordan did a commercial wearing some pants like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, the gender lines is, is so blurry. Don't pick on me, bro. <laughs> Would I wear it? No, but I see that. <laughs> I see what he was going for. I don't see what. Yeah, JJ, man, said quit playing. <laughs> not a complete. <coughs> yeah, this is not it. This is not the way. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, apparently they're taking donations to bury Diamond. Diamond didn't have any money. Okay, you know what? Since yeah, Nick, for, thank you for bringing bringing those two heifers up. Let me find it. Let me find it. Was it a download? Was it Instagram? Ah, oh, damn it. When I be having them shits, I don't need them. Uh, you know, they show up. When I'm looking for them, they never show up when I need them. Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. Screenshot. Nope. Download. Nope. I don't even know. I don't know where it's at, y'all. Hey, you know what? Let me do this real quick. Cause I got time. I got time. Let me do this. <sighs> Let me do this. Okay. I can't find a picture of them heifers. They were wearing leopard print and I was just like, oh, I gotta go. Yep, I can't find a picture. Twitter. Random. Download. Screenshot. Insta. Nope. You know what? I got one more petty in me. Let me send this to myself so we can go over this together. I want to talk about should we or should there be a license 
or 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 the you know the sparta way of, of procreating okay should there be some sort some sort of barrier to entry to procreate all right i'm asking for a reason i'm asking for a reason when i show you these pictures it's it's legit you're going to understand why i'm asking this question okay should there be a barrier of entry to procreate hold up let me go to my email real quick go to my email real quick <laughs> let me go to my email real quick okay that one was from a twitter big yeah. hold up I'm, I, I got a legit I got a legit reason asking I have a legit reason to ask. Okay, here we go. Okay, that's one, two, three, four, five. Now, once again, I'm asking a question. Should there be a barrier of entry the procreation okay okay wait 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 let me do this i'm pulling this up right now not to worry okay that's one and that's two now before i get into the barrier of entry for procreation i must take five 35 seconds five minutes to to be petty okay i need to take five minutes i need to take five minutes to be petty wait a minute don't let me play it Oh, it's not gonna let me play it. Son of a bitch. Let's do it. Preview open. Nope, nope. Not gonna let me do it. Okay. Let me pull up this happy family. Now, once again, this is a happy family. So I can't hate. But with that being said, what I'm about to show you guys, should there be a barrier of entry or procreation? Okay. One two three four five all right take five minutes cuz <laughs> all right all right okay here we go you ready once again this for all intents and purposes is a happy looking family from what i'm about to show you you know, could be viewed as me being a bully or me making fun. I'm not making fun, but I'm legit going to ask you, should there be a barrier of entry for procreation? Case in point, exhibit number one. Exhibit number one. Exhibit number one. Okay. Now she suffers from a condition. I forget. I remember her from Instagram and Twitter and Vine. She legit has a medical condition. I get all that. 
that's fine. But why would you extend this type of um this this bloodline? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? As a man, why would you give a woman the opportunity to create to extend this degenerate bloodline? Okay? Why? Am I wrong? Am I wrong for asking that? That's exhibit one. Now, for all intents and purposes, happy family. We need more happy black families. Okay? Another question. You mean to tell me this is the best this dude could have done? Yes. The lady went through pregnancy with a trick. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not trying to shit on her. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm not trying to shit on her at all. Why would you extend this? Why would you keep this going? And as a man, you mean to tell me this is the best you could have done? As a man, this is the best you could have done? Right? Would I be wrong to say, hey, the government, the government needs to step in and stop this nonsense. You, you should not be allowed to have children. Look at that baby. What kind of life do you think that child's going to have? What kind of fruitful, productive life is that child going to have? I won't touch this before. Go before bed. <laughs> Listen, if I go to hell, y'all coming with me. <laughs> I'm snitching on all y'all. If Sly go to hell, guess what? He telling on all 90 of y'all in this chat right now. Once again, yes, what kind of productive, fruitful life is this child going to have? And as a man, this is the best you could have done? Do you see how important sexual access is? That a man would strike a relationship with, with a woman that has her ailment and then give her a baby to extend that ailment to another generation. Bloodlines like this are supposed to die off. Bloodlines like this are supposed to die off for a reason. Okay. Okay. Y'all all going to hell with me. I forgot what her condition is. She's pretty well known. I, I kid you not. I kid you not. Okay. I was going to talk about uh, old boy gifted hands, but I was like, you know what? Now I'm just being petty. I'm going to leave gifted hands alone because he's doing this thing. Gifted hands is all over the place. I'm going to leave gifted hands alone. <laughs> but this right here, your bloodline should have ended with, with the mother. The bloodline should have ended with the mother. That's exhibit one. Miss Seeley and her children. Oh, Lord. Lord. <sighs> Don't worry. We're still going to do the color purple watch party on the weekend. I'm not laughing. I'm saddened. Suffering succotash. Y'all going, boy, if there's a special place for hell for y'all. See over. See over. With two on a super chat, bro. Welcome to hell orientation. Yes. Bro, 
Okay, that's exhibit that's exhibit one. Exhibit A rather. That's the first exhibit. I present to y'all exhibit two. Now, once again, I'm all for happy families. Listen, if there's one thing we need a little bit more of is happy, not only happy families, but happy black families. But this is not the way. I'm so sorry, y'all. This is not the way. Yes, the movie Mask, Sunny. 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 But uh, Sunny's condition wasn't genetic. Her condition, clearly genetic. The only thing Sunny had going for him is his condition was not genetic. Right? Maximalo facial, something cranial, whatever the term was. Right? He had a huge skull, basically. And it affected his breathing because he had to sleep sitting up. And if he laid down, he died. And Oh, my God. So at the end, I guess he got, remember, at, at the end of Mask, he was so tired of just whatever. And he laid down the, the way he wasn't supposed to. And he died in his sleep. That shit was sad. Right? Cher, you know, um, she was a biker, former old lady biker gang. Right? Sam Elliott was, you know, they had this off and on, on again thing. You know what I'm saying? Is He was... You know, Sonny knew the biker gang. They were like his surrogate fathers or whatever. And the mother was loose, right? She'd go out every night or whatever and leave Sonny. Okay, I'm digressing. But yeah, Sonny's like, man, fuck, I'm going to lay down. I'm tired. <laughs> and he died in his sleep. Oh, that was so sad. Hmm. Okay. Once again, I am not against, I am not against happy families, especially happy black families. But I don't need a happy black family this bad. You understand? Yeah, John Travolta, boy in a bubble. I don't need to see a happy black family this bad. This bloodline should have ended with this woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And one and another point is this dude is super happy. Yeah, he looks like he won the lottery. No, bro, this, you mean to tell me this is the best you could have done? I'm sure she's a sweet woman. I'm sure she's, she's a submissive woman, takes care of every want and need that he has. And I'm sure he's a great provider protector in his own right and regard. But God damn it, this ain't the way. This ain't how Mandalorians do. I'm sorry. This kid is going to be forever sickly. You know, they can't afford proper health care. Who, who's paying for this child's doctor bills? We are, y'all. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Who's paying for this kid's medical bills? Whatever state this kid lives in, it's the residents. Y'all paying for that shit. Y'all paying for that. Y'all paying this kid's medical bills for life. For, 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 for life. <laughs> right, NWO? For, 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 for life. Y'all paying them medical bills for this kid. Okay? Isn't that William, William Syndrome? I don't know. I don't know. God forgive me, I wouldn't see her. You shouldn't. The fuck? No. Lady, sorry, your bloodline ends with you. <laughs> the bloodline it ends with you. That's exhibit B. Let's get to exhibit C. Oh, you think that's bad? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm saving those for later. I'm saving these for later. Okay, let's get to exhibit C. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on. You, you got to go. Got to go. Come on. 
Let me walk you into this oven. Come on. Come on, Uncle Sly. I'm going to walk you into this oven. And I'm going to turn on this gas. You're just going to go to sleep. Okay. Come on, take my hand. Come take my hand. I'm going to walk you into this oven. I'm going to turn on this gas. And you're just going to go right to sleep. We're not, we're not going to ignite the gas. We're just going to turn the gas on. You're just going to take deep breaths and just go to sleep. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not cool. You, this is not cool. Come on, little girl. Walk into this oven. She may save the world. No, she ain't. Little Hurler, don't play this game with me. Don't don't do this. This don't do this. She ain't saving nobody. No, the fuck she's not. Let's not play. Let's not play this game, y'all. Come on. I'll get you a pillow. Get you a little sleeping bag. Here's your little toys. Right? Come on, lay down. Come lay down. I'm going to close this door. I'm going to turn this gas on. Just take a couple deep breaths, and you, and you go right to sleep. Not going to feel nothing. We will not ignite the gas. All right? Okay? Yeah. Let's go to sleep. That's it. Whatever state they're in, you guys are paying for it for this child's lifelong medical bills. And you better hope she don't have any kids. You better hope she doesn't have any kids. Okay. That's exhibit C. Shout out to Jay Electronica. I present exhibit C. Now here goes exhibit D. Whew. She is the force. Go, no, little her. I'm going to put your ass in timeout. You keep playing with me. Little her, I'm gonna put you in timeout. You keep on playing with me tonight. This dude, you know what? He he seems to be in really in in love with this woman. Y'all got to go. <laughs> she repping Pyru. <laughs> she said, "Bringing balance." <laughs> This is exhibit D. <laughs> Save the world as a handyman. He said she, I can't with y'all right now. <laughs> Laura Hurley said she the force. <coughs> oh, he happy. Yeah, make it make sense, y'all. Make it, make it make sense. He didn't need a passport. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Hear me out. She got sexy hands. <sighs> I can't with y'all. At least she got a man. There's someone for everyone. You know what? I wouldn't be mad, but don't bring a child into this world. No, not with your condition. I'm sorry. He says she got sexy hands. You know what? <sighs> oh my God. Okay. Let me get to exhibit E. This is this is the, the this is going to disgust everybody, but <sighs> yeah, her hand. You know what? You're right. She got some nice looking hands. See, over you have a point, bro. You have a point. She has some nice hands. She has some nice hands. I I'm sure they look good, wrapped around stuff. Okay. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. Exhibit E. Exhibit E. You ready? Wait, I'm kind of. I'm getting, high chief. Said, I'm getting kind of pissed. My husband don't be this damn happy. <laughs> Exhibit E. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Exhibit E. Exhibit E. Why do y'all make me do this? I don't get paid enough to do this. I do not get paid enough to do this. I don't. Why? 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 Tell him that it's human nature. Why? Why? <laughs> this is the best he could have done in life. If this is water sinking its own level, this is a puddle. Yes, exactly. The thirst. The thirst. Come on, man. That's what no one, nobody wants to talk about. The thirst. That's why I don't take those guys down the street serious. Hospice love. Wow. Hey, Nick, where's the cherub? Wah, Nick. Wah. I thought it would be a lingerie pick. <laughs> you know what? I got to find her again. I got to find her again on Instagram. <laughs> I forgot who she was, y'all. <clears throat> I forgot who she was. I forgot her name. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen. Shout out to everybody with disabilities that, that are making their way, striving, thriving. You know, that's cool. You just shouldn't be allowed to procreate, especially if, it, if you have a genetic disorder. If you have a genetic disorder, defect, trait, you should not be allowed to procreate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pulmonary porn. Wow. Trake kisses. Kayana is on one right now. This just turned me off my stakes. Thanks, bro. I'm sorry. Sorry. The shortage of Sprite. No judgment, but damn. What in the tales from the hood is <laughs> this? He said, what in the tales from the hood? Listen, oatmeal and prunes on deck. Yeah, y'all think Red sings the blues. <sighs> I'm trying to find nice things to say. Once again, I'm all for happy black families. Just leave the genetic disorders out of it, please. Don't procreate. If you have a genetic disorder, you should not be able to, you're making that, you brought this child into a world of misery and then us taxpayers have to pay for their, for their health care. We have to pay for their health care. Bruh. 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 Free will. Uh, yes. True goal. Yes. Free will is something else. You got that right. Say that shit again, bro. Free will is a motherfucker. You know, if you don't, if it's unchecked. Yes, public and private do not mix. Love is in their face. Look, her, look, goddammit. <laughs> I'm not playing with you tonight. This is an intra, intra play. 
<clears throat> I, I, what, what, what do you say to this? Y yeah. What do, what do you say to this? We don't deserve free will. Hey. Not only healthcare, but they're probably getting disability benefits too. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever state they're in and then whatever federal help they get, we're, we're all paying for this shit, y'all. She got a Woolworth pension. God damn. He went, went. Radio Freedom went back in time. He said Woolworth. I'm sorry. Everybody should not be able to procreate. I, and I mean that. I mean that. So before I, I get out of here, the lasting image I want y'all to see, I want y'all to take this in. This is the last image I want y'all to have tonight before y'all go to bed. You're welcome. Okay, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Oh, them, them DBI checks must be crazy. Listen, if they ain't pushing two Cadillac Escalades and, and a BMW 335i in a five-bedroom house, they ain't doing it right. They ain't doing it right. They ain't doing it right. I only pay sales tax. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> what what are holiday dinners like with the whole family? Man, listen. Mashed potatoes fusion. Oh, oh I can't with y'all. Hogwarts family night. What in the hills have eyes? Y'all going to hell. Somehow osmosis, this is my fault. I don't understand how. How do we get here? How do we get here? How do we get here? Does anybody? Yeah, you, you should have a three. You should have a beam, a three, at least a three series. Listen, I don't give a fuck if it's an old 318 or a 323. I have a three series at the very least. Okay. Eastern Sun, Eastern Sunday. <laughs> I'm a. I'm going to try to look for her again on night. I forgot. If y'all know who this is, email it to me, whatever, text me, whatever, something, something. Also, um, the, uh, the 60 minutes episode I'm going to put on, it's on Patreon. So I'm going to go check it out. It's over there. Um, listen, man, <laughs> y'all have a good night. Peace.